Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of The Trevor Olson Show, episode number 26. On Wednesday, December 16th, 2020, I am your host, Trevor Olson. Welcome, welcome, new listeners to the show. Welcome, the old listeners of the show. It's a pleasure to have you along for the ride, for the journey, for the next, for the next hour, hour, the hour journey that you and I are about to go through together. Something I have not planned or thought of or scripted or really given any sort of cognitive thought to. I sat down today and I go, I have no idea what I'm going to talk about today. Uh, And I have an hour to fill as usual. But fortunately for you, I'm a raging narcissist and love the attention and love hearing myself in these headphones. So welcome aboard to the Trevor Olson Show. The Trevor Olson Show. What's happening? What is going on in your life? I'll tell you what's going on in mine. I have spent the last five days hanging out at my sister's place, watching movies and just stuffing my face with food. I'm moving in at this point. They've asked me to just move in. They said I should just stay. Uh, (laughs) It's been been really fun, actually. Uh, it's, It's the end of the year. I feel myself slipping a little bit from a disciplinary standpoint. Like I had a donut yesterday. I had, some, I had a cookie before dinner. Like I'm eight. And uh, I feel myself, I'm letting myself go. Uh, not really. But it's the end of the year and, and it's the holidays. Everyone gains like 15 pounds. I'm not going to gain any weight because I can't gain weight. But I also am at the gym all the time. So that that's that's why. Um. But with the album pretty much finished now, uh, I'm experiencing what some would call an existential crisis or a, a, a identity crisis because it's like that's been my life for the last eight months and now it's gone. It's done. Like I designed the album cover yesterday, got back the shots. What do I do now? I know what to do now. It's time to move on. Apart from marketing and promoting the album and getting it out there, and I still have to design it and and uh, do all the, b- the boring business stuff, which I enjoy doing, uh, it's time for me to just move on to the next creative project. So yesterday I sat down and started writing again, which felt great. felt great to write. I, I haven't really written over these long time, eight months. Crazy. That's, that's a really long time to go without writing. As a songwriter, I've written a few songs throughout um, one uh, one that ended up on the album and one that that's a collaboration. But I just found myself having to have like laser beam focus on on the mixing and, and, and the recording. And I felt as if if I threw writing in there as well, that my mixes and the album itself wouldn't come out as good because I'd be, I'd be, there'd be too much going on. I'd be like diluting, diluting the water, so to speak. And so I focused primarily on the mixing, the recording, the adding, the subtracting, everything that I've been doing for the last eight months. I focused primarily on that and I didn't write hardly at all. So 
I got back, back, I got back, I got back yesterday, mate. I got back into it yesterday. I just wrote a chorus. That was all I wrote because I had some other things going on. What's a fucking excuse, Trevor? It is an excuse, but I'm going to get back to it. Don't judge me. Trevor, no one's judging you. Why are you yelling? Um, so it felt good to write. It felt really good to write. Let's see if I can share with you what I wrote yesterday. I'd like to do that. I don't even remember if I remember how this goes. Oh, my neighbor's here. I love my neighbor. Um, but when her and my mom get together, they shout like a couple of psychos. And so you might hear some in the background. Let me, let me play this for you. A rare studio guitar appearance on the pod, music appearance on the podcast. Uh, yeah, don't judge this, you sick fuck. Okay, here we go. Oh. All right, let's see how it goes. Run away with me tonight. Say you love me with those eyes Drive me wild with that smile Say you'll be here till the end Even when we're all thin We've got nothing left to do But I'll do nothing If nothing's still with you Pretty tasty, right? I'm a sucker for writing love songs. I love, love, love it. I love the, I love it because it's like I've been in love, as I'm sure you have too. And, but I, I write about, I enjoy, I don't know. I mean, I'll write about anything. I'll write wherever the song takes me. It's like, that's just what, that's what came out of me yesterday. I had no plan, no melody, nothing. And that's, that's, I spent, uh, I don't know, half, 20 minutes on that and came up with it. It could be better. But I'm not, I'm not, I don't even know what it is yet. It's so I'm not going to judge it. Um, but I'm excited about it. And it just felt, it felt really, really good to write that. And I, th I think the melody is really beautiful. And I think the lyrics are, are really beautiful as well. I'm, I'm like a sucker for, uh, for what? For, it's fun to write songs where about the part of love that's like blissful. And that's what most songs are written about. There's songs written about written about the difficult aspects of love and the breakups. I've written, I've written plenty about that. Um, but it's really fun to write about the blissful parts of love. It's the type that it's when you're, you're so in love, you see nothing wrong with the other person and they see nothing wrong with you. And it's like, doesn't matter. I mean, it doesn't matter what is going to happen in life. It's like, you guys will get through it because you are so, hooked into one another and we've all had that feeling unless you're like 12 and uh i don't think there's any 12 year olds listening um so i really enjoy writing about that part of love it, it because it's it's a that part of love disappears now it it changes it doesn't disappear i mean it, it does but it doesn't it changes into a more deeper love a more appreciative love a more like doesn't matter what flaws you have because I have them too, I still, still want to be with you. I still want to work things out with you. It's the ro it's the transition from romantic, that like heavy romantic sexual love, to a more 
like I just said, appreciative love to a deeper, a deeper love to a, a I've got your back love. Even and I know you have mine too. And so but I really love writing about that romantic part where it's like everything is 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 amazing. Cause it's an amazing feeling. Love is a drug, man. It is. But love is love is a, it's a beautiful, 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 beautiful thing. And it's just fun to write about it. And so that's kind of what it was. I mean, that's such a I mean, listen to those lyrics. Like run. I mean, it, it's almost like like a teenage love. It's like the lyrics are run away with me tonight. Say you love me with those eyes. Drive me wild with that smile. Say you'll, you know, and like all that drive me wild with that smile. Say you love me with your eyes. Run away with me. It's like that's total romantic love. Say you'll be here till the end. Promise me or I will fucking cause your life misery. Uh, say you'll be here till the end. Even when we're old and thin and we've got nothing left to do, but I'll do nothing if nothing's still with you. I will live a shit life as long as you are by my side, honey. We can be fucking broke, but as long as we have each other and we love each other, we'll be fine. Actually, Harold, we need money, you lazy bastard, but I love you. Love is not enough. And that's the reality. There's a great book called Love is Not Enough by Mark Manson. He's the one who wrote The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. And uh, Everything is Fucked, a book about hope, which I, have, I haven't read that one yet. Um, and I also read his book called Models, which I strongly recommend for younger people who are have a hard time expressing themselves, like to the opposite sex or to like, your, you know, the, the dating realm. The book is all about, it's all about, the title is models like attract attract women through honesty, but it's for both. It's for men and women. He, he expresses that right in, right in the beginning of the book. Uh, but the idea is like you, it, it's to stop performing for people, stop trying to impress people, stop being so emotionally attached to the outcome of 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 things, stop pretending, and just be open and honest and be vulnerable with the person. Again, not to impress them or to not to impress them, but simply to have an honest conversation with them. And it's a really great book. And, and uh, a lot of dudes, especially I'm guilty. Everyone's guilty of this. It's like we we try to impress people's women. We try to impress the opposite sex. And um, and it's a it's a form of performance, which in the book he suggests is that's a poor thing to do. Like it's. It's not good. It's better just to be open and honest and vulnerable and be willing to be a bit more polarizing and express your thoughts and feelings and share your stories and your motivations. Honestly, again, not with the intent of impressing them, but with the intent of, of, of sharing with them and opening up to them. And hopefully, uh, if they have a, a maturity level similar to you, they'll do the same. And so that's a really great book if anyone's out there looking for love. I can't find it, though. What's wrong? What am I, what am I doing wrong, Teddy? Well, Jimbo, you're performing, you dummy. You're performing. Just be vulnerable with them. Be honest. What if they don't like me? Fuck them. Huh? Are you sure, Teddy? I'm sure. Fred, what was his name? <laughs> no idea. That book's really good. And then uh, Love is Not Enough is really good. Because we get really... 
I do at least, or I, I have in the past. Uh, I was just talking about this with a friend yesterday. I don't know if it's just, I don't know. You know, I think I'm partially wrong with saying what I'm about to say because I haven't given it enough thought. And I'm talking about myself here. But I guess that when I get in relationships, I get really into them and I want to, just like anything else I do, I want to really do my best at them. And I, I don't know if, see, I, I really haven't thought this through. I don't know if that, I mean, that's what a good relationship, a, a real relationship depends on each people, each person, each party, each group. Because we're having orgies here. Each group, all right, this group's going to fuck this way. This group's going to f- suck that way. This one's <laughs> anal. Okay. Um, <laughs> obviously, for a relationship to work, both people have to be 100% in. I just haven't been with someone that's been 100% in yet. And that's okay, because I'm like a 13-year-old child. I'm 25. I'm fine. I'm okay. I don't need it right now. I'm really happy with how things are going. Would I like to be in a relationship? Do I miss things about being in relationships? I do. I, I like the fact that you have someone to lean on, someone to, like, confide in. Um, uh, someone, I mean, obviously, sex, that's nice. Um, but it's, it's really more about, it's deeper than that. It's, it's like a connectedness with someone. You guys know what I'm talking about. And, you know, it's really, really, it's a beautiful part of life. And every person needs to experience it. And I hope to experience it as deeply as possible in the future with whoever lucky lady I marry, who, uh, God willing, it is a good marriage. <laughs> I would, uh, you know, but this is coming from single Trevor, who isn't in love with anyone. Um, so it's like the idea of marriage. I'm not afraid, like the idea of marriage doesn't scare me. Um, I've seen it, I've been around it my whole life. Everyone in my family's married. Almost all of them are still married. Like there's one person in my family who's divorced. So it's like there's a very low divorce rate in the Olsen family line, fortunately. I think that has to do with the fact that we have grown up with a Judeo-Christian ethic. And, uh, you know, once you marry someone, you're not supposed to divorce them. And you, you, you work it out. There's something to be said about that. Now, I'm not going to – now, if you're in an abusive – horrific marriage probably shouldn't have got in in the first place that's uh, that's not what i'm talking about what i'm talking about is no matter how much you guys are at each other's fucking throats it's like you work it out you figure it out because it's it's and this uh, yeah take maritable take maritable marital maritable take mar- marriage advice from from the single 25 year old okay all I know is that you have to communicate, you have to work things out, and the idea of marriage is beautiful in that no matter what shit storm comes, we're going to work it out, all right? We might hate each other temporarily, but love each other simultaneously as well. And I've seen, I think that's that's better than just calling it quits on things. A lot of people get married and they just call it quits. Now, I don't think you should rush into marriage. Like, I want to like like this. Why do I always say like and um and uh? 
I don't want to rush into marriage. Like, I don't want to rush into it. I want to meet that person, develop a relationship with them. And there's no need to rush, so to speak. For me, yeah, there's no need to rush. And so I'd like to get to know that person, grow with them, grow with them. And, and I don't know. I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm just I'm thinking out loud right now. All I know is that I value what marriage is and I, I look forward to being married someday, Lord willing, with a, a, an amazing woman who's good to me and I'm good to her. And uh, we can have a little familia, a little family. Because the meaning of life is found in the eyes of a child. Is it not? I see no better love than the love that my sister has for her, her daughters. Especially when they're babies. It's like, I've... It's the most, me and my dad were talking about it. It's the most beautiful, <laughs> pure love that, that I, we feel exists uh, on, on earth. Like, like seeing my niece, who's eight months, look into my sister's eyes with pure joy and love and trust and innocence, and my sister just to be marveling back at her in in pure love and and awe and wonder and 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 joy it's really 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 beautiful and uh i i I just was watching them do that and i thought that's what life is about this is a deep one today (laughs) i did i was like you know as 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 important as other aspects of your life are like your career and feeling like you have meaning and purpose it it's children i think that's the purpose like family like you want a purpose in life have a child and that you will have purpose unless you're fucked up and you can't get your own shit together get your shit together what are you doing you're 30 and you're a wreck you're drinking too much you're lazy you haven't even learned how to dress yet. Grow up. The 25-year-old's telling you to grow up. Uh, but yeah, so I just, I saw that that connection with them. And I, was, and I wrote it down. I was like, the, the meaning of life is found in the eyes of a child. And I, I truly believe that. I think you can find me, you of course can find meaning in other things. But there's a profound depth to having children and i think it's more important than your career i I think i think arguably i think if you ask 100 people the question of what's more important family or your job 99 out of 100 are going to say your family and if someone would say their job they're probably really young and really focused and and like they'd have to first off love what they're doing. Like I really love what I'm doing. So I, I have been. I'm getting older now, and not older, but I'm I am understanding 
like my values are changing. My values are shifting. And I do see how I do like I, I've always been super, super focused on my music, uh, like laser vision focused. And now, I, you know, I, and I include this podcast in that focus now. Like it's just part of like my the creative things that I do. I view my creativity through a very narrow lens, I guess. And. I guess I guess that I'm I, I when I was younger you couldn't have told me that having a family is going to be more fulfilling than having a successful career. Yes, that's what I'm trying to say. Maybe I'm like I said I I'm thinking out loud here today as I do. As you know, you know the show. Um, but as I get older, I'm seeing, of course, the importance of your, your career. And fortunately, I feel really, really, really connected with what I do. And, and Lord willing, it's going to keep growing and keep getting, I'm going to hopefully get better at the podcast and get better at music, at the music. And, and I, as long as I keep showing up and doing the work, I know I will. So Lord willing, it's going to, it's going to keep growing. Um, so I'm I'm super into that, and I, I I'm super very grateful that I, I enjoy what I do, and I think maybe that's why I I more f- I've been so focused on it, is that I love it, and I'm 25, and I've been thinking about it for, for a long long time, and I not not just not and not thinking about it, I've been working on it for a really long time. We're getting comfortable today. I've been working on it for a really long time. I started writing songs when I was 14 years old. Uh, I've had this dream of being a successful artist since I, since then. And uh, fortunately, no one said that I was fucking crazy. And so I pursued it. You know, I had support. I had uh, encouragement whenever I showed my family, my works, my creations. When I was really young, they'd say, like, good job. Keep doing it. Why the fuck is that shaking so much? Uh, there we go. One more. There we go. That's better. And let's see. Less shaky. Good. Okay. Um. And so fortunately, I have that support system in place. Like they've they've always encouraged me. They've always uh, said to keep going, and I've always believed that. I've always believed at a young age, I've had a conviction at a very young age that as long as you keep taking shots, eventually you're going to make one. And then you're going to, after that, if you make one, you just keep, keep taking shots and eventually you're going to make another. And those shots are going to add up to eventually where you're going to become a good player and you're going to be able to make more shots and more, more often. Often? Often? My mother throws a fit if you say often. There's a T there. But she has a point. I don't go around saying pneumonia. How should we spell pneumonia? Let's throw a P in there. Jimmy, you're drunk. No, no, let's throw a P in. Jimmy, there's, it's pneumonia. It's not pneumonia. It's not pneumonia. Let's just fuck with them. Yeah? <laughs> Trevor, I don't think you have a, uh, uh, an intellectual understanding of how the language works. I don't. But I always believe that as long as I just kept taking shots, as long as I kept showing up, as long as I keep 
going to the gym, as long as I keep writing songs, as long as I keep doing the podcast, as long as I keep working on my relationships, as long as I keep showing up, as long as I stay in the race of life, I will get better at it. And that's proven to be the case. That's just how it that's just how it works. You practice. You get better. You keep showing up. And you especially show up on the days that you don't wanna. You might have a shit day, but that's okay because you're gonna show up tomorrow and do it again. And so it's it's really a simplistic way of looking at it, but I, I just I believe that from a very young age, and that sort of mentality has all has allowed me to get into the position that I'm in today where I'm I've made an album that I'm really proud of I you know I was touring last year I've opened for some really cool bands Uh, I started this podcast I have a really great studio I mean it's like 14 year old Trevor would be pretty pumped up about 25 year old Trevor would be pretty excited and I'm not where I want to be and that's good. It's good to have a it's good to have a slight dissatisfaction with where you are. I'm not saying not to, that you're not grateful to not be grateful for where you are. And I've always believed or maybe I've just convinced myself that it's a good way of looking at it. I've always believed that wherever you are in life that's right where you're you're See, I I kind of don't believe it. Uh but I I used to think that I used to think that no matter where you are in life, you're right where you're supposed to be and you can and you can go from there. And I believe that in that sense, like no no matter where you are, if you're high, if you're low, where whatever position you're in in life right now, it's the perfect starting point to to start moving in the direction that you want to be going. And you know what? I do believe that. I do believe that. The only thing that I was I was second guessing or, or thinking about now as as I've become a bit more hopefully a little more intelligent, a little more thoughtful, um, is that I recognize the fact that I can squander my potential as can everyone else. And so I'm sh- sure that there's opportunities that I haven't taken in life. That had I taken, I would be in a different place. But I don't betray my past self by by focusing on the past, by living it with regret. Because I don't, I don't, I don't, I really don't have any regrets that I like. If I do, they're very few, and and I I really would have to think about them. And so. I do believe that we are all in the perfect starting position. Let's say that. No matter where you are, if you are making $100,000, $500,000 a year, you're in the perfect place to keep getting better. If you are a drug addict, homeless, and, and, and you're listening to this on an iPhone, that's the one bill you can afford, you're in the perfect position to start improving. So it doesn't matter where you are, like your choices have brought you into that, that position. And as long as you're aware of that, you can start 
moving in the direction that you want to move in. We're all we're all in. We're all where we're supposed to be. We are all where we are supposed to be. We're all in the perfect place to start moving in the direction that we want to move. Does that make sense? We're talking about love today. This is what happens when I have no plan. And I like it. Because I come in and I have a conversation with you guys. A lot of people say that it just feels like you would like, like, if they like, like, any like, 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 Trevor says the word like a lot, fuck me. Um, it's as if, just start saying as if instead. Oh, it's as if. Oh, it's as if. Uh, oh my God. She's as if pretty. Okay, that doesn't work. <laughs> but where was I going with that? Oh, yeah. I just like coming in with no plan. Hitting that record button. And like, yeah, this is what I was, this is what I was going to say. A lot of people have messaged me and said, I really enjoy the dialogue, dialogical, conversational feel of the podcast. And those are the type of podcasts that I love. It's the podcast where it's like you're hanging out. That's why I love Rogan. That's why Rogan works. It's why Tim Dillon works. It's why Bill Burr works. They're not pretending they're, I mean, they're fucking around and having fun. Uh, you know, they're doing it there. They might be exaggerating themselves like I do on this podcast. If, if that's what entertainers do, though, we, we, we elevate and exaggerate our personalities uh, and that it, it adds to the show. It's not pretending it's not being fake. It's just adding adding an element to the show. And it's like you got to come out with energy and enthusiasm and, and, and excitement. It depends on the podcast. What am I saying? Depends on the show. What are the topics? What are we known for? You know, what what I might this is a twice weekly comedy podcast, so a lot of times I just fuck around and on here and say crazy things that I don't believe. <laughs> Which is kind of a conundrum for me because I try my hardest to be very careful in what I say throughout the day and throughout the week. Like, I try to express myself honestly and truthfully and really say what I mean. So, uh, but, but, then, but then I was questioning my, the, myself on the podcast. I was like, why well, say a lot of crazy things on the podcast? So there, there's, there's a loophole. It's just that I'm joking. A lot of things I say in here are jokes. And so I feel comfortable with that. A lot, some people might misconstrue the fact or they might not know the show and they, they click on it and they go, this guy's fucking nuts. <laughs> But they haven't read the description, Twice Weekly Comedy Podcast, so if they're not smart enough to figure that out, you know, well, well, well. All right, we're at the halfway point, folks. Time for some hydration. Little bit of hydration. Oh, I spilled the coffee. Uh, I woke up this morning. I'll get to the halfway point here soon. I, I woke up this morning, and we have a Keurig duo k cup thing it makes pot it makes the pot and it makes the, the little k cups and there's a, a self timer on there that i set every you know at night i set it and i i prep it to my you know at like 9 10 at night and then um it's i set it for 7 20 in the morning i'm up at 7 30 so as soon as i get up there at like 7 35 coffee's on made ready to go it's fucking great i recommend it and 
there's there's a piece. It's this little round cup that holds the filter in the grounds, okay? And this cup, the, the, the filter has to go in there. So I got home a little later last night. I was at my sister's, like I said. I'm moving in. <laughs> and I got home, and it was like 10, excuse me, it was like 10.30, whatever it was. And it was kind of dark in the kitchen. And so I shoved the filter in the area where it goes, but the little holder wasn't in it. And the holder is the same color as where I put the coffee filter. So I didn't even notice it was missing. I've done this three times. This is my That was my third time doing it. And when the, the, the holder isn't in there, it makes a fucking mess. And so I got up this morning at uh, 7.30, as I always do. Got upstairs right around 7.35. So the coffee maker's been trying to spit out coffee for the last 15 minutes without the proper uh, without the proper uh, elements that it needs, and coffee was everywhere. It was just dripping through. It was like dripping through. We had, there was a little crack in our granite, like it was dripping through down into the wood. And we just got the cabinets done, and it was dripping onto the freshly painted cabinets. And I was like, "Oh fuck me!" And I almost almost this is. Uh, my morning could have gone two ways. I recognized this while I was taking a shower. And I almost did this. I, I, I could have looked at it like, because my mom, I'm sure it was my mom who took out the little part that I didn't put in there and she washed it. Okay. And I didn't notice that it was out. Okay. And I almost went like, what the fuck? Why can't she just put it back in there after she cleans it? This is her fault. This isn't mine. Of course my day is going to start off this way. My day is going to be a shit day. That option came into my mind. As it does. As it does. It's easy to just go into that. But I ins- and then I <laughs> and then I took the coffee pot and I put it or the coffee maker, the whole thing because it was just fucking coffee all over it. I just put the whole thing in the sink. Just a mess. And I was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm not dealing with this. I'm going to go outside and relax. I was like, my parents can deal with it. And I was about to walk out the door, and I was like, grow up, Trevor. What are you doing? Stop being lazy. Life's not out to get you. This is not her fault. It's not your mom's fault that she didn't put the coffee thing back in. It's your fault for not seeing it there. It's your fault for not putting it back in. So I was like, stop being lazy. Take responsibility for the fact that you fucked up the coffee thing, for the co- making the coffee for the third time. Clean it up and get it all freshened up and fucking get it back together and make some more coffee for your parents when they get up so they don't have to deal with it. And so like those two options, it was like, it's like the angel and the devil. It's like, all right, you're either going to be lazy and complain and be victimized from this stupid little thing or you're going to accept the fact that you messed up and you're going to take responsibility for it and clean it up and get it taken care of and you're not going to blame life you're not going to blame the day day's not going to and the day's not going to be shitty because it started off the way that way the day's going to be whatever i decide and so i turned around i cleaned everything up because it was a complete mess I cleaned up the coffee maker. I wiped on, uh, down the granite. First thing in the morning, I'm barely awake. I'm cleaning all this shit and getting it all taken care of. And uh, I'm very glad I did because that's a, such a trivial example, but it's, it's an example of taking responsibility and, and not feeling victimized that like life's not, life wasn't out to get me. I just forgot to put the thing in. It's not my mother's problem. It was my problem. 
And so I took care of it. They, they, they don't even know that there was that huge mess this morning. So they don't have to. And they got up and they enjoyed their coffee because I took responsibility for the mess that I made. And their day is going to be better because they didn't wake up and get immediately on that frequency, so to speak. The frequency of, oh, fuck. Like, if they would have got up and just seen a mess and a coffee pot everywhere, they would have been like, what the hell? Like, come on, you can clean this up. And so I took responsibility for it. I'm not preaching. I'm saying this was a very trivial example. All I'm saying is that we always have choices, and the choices are either going to be like be lazy and be victimized and blame external circumstances, or we can take responsibility for it and own up to the mistakes that we've made and deal with it and fix things ourselves. And so there's a really uh, deep example of taking personal uh, responsibility based on uh, the coffee, based on coffee. All right. (laughs) All right, folks, we're beyond the halfway point. Got a little past it. If you're enjoying the show, I'd love to hear from you. Please reach out to the, 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 like, like the Trevor Like Olson like show, man. Uh, the email address is the Trevor Olson show at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your questions, your comments, your concerns, your naked pictures, your nudes. To the Trevor Olson show at gmail.com. Send me what you're thinking. What's going on? Talk with me. I want to get to know you. The Trevor. Olson show at gmail.com and if you're digging the show as i know you are come on you know you're digging it if you're enjoying the show uh i do a patreon episode every saturday all right you guys today's episode is brought to you from patreon not really but it's that's what it's gonna sound like uh, i do a patreon episode every saturday uh, exclusively on Patreon, so if people are interested uh, enough in the show and they want to hear a little more, they can sign up on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, and they can gain access, and by they, I mean you, you can gain access to uh, all the Patreon-exclusive episodes, all the past episodes, all the future ones that will be coming up every Saturday, uh, as little as $5 a month on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Trevor Olson. Just download the app, type my name in, go to the little find some creators, man, section, and uh, type my name in, and you will you will see me. You will sign up, and uh, people are signing up every week. Everyone's really loving it, which is great. I really put a lot of time and energy and effort into providing you guys with the best experiences that I can, just like I do on here. I'm going to always try my hardest to deliver you guys the best experiences that I can, whether they're silly or more introspective or more deep or, or whatever they may be, I'm always going to try my hardest. I'm always going to show up for you guys and and and, uh, and and deliver you guys the best possible show that I can. So if you're interested in signing up on Patreon, head over there, patreon.com slash Trevor Olson. You'll gain access to the Saturday exclusive episodes, the Patreon edition episodes. You'll gain access to daily inspirational messages. I'm on there every single day uh, getting you guys fired up, trying to help you guys to think of, of new concepts and ideas that are implementable into your life. Something Something to think about, something to ponder over, something to a little accept or disagree with, something something to at least think about. You can also, when you sign up, get a get autographed pictures from me. Naked pictures. No, just get 
How many? I get messages all the time. I just want naked pictures from you. It's like, hey, 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 quit being a whore. Listen, you wouldn't say this to me if we were face to face. Don't let your f- facelessness turn you into a slut. Uh, <laughs> you can get autographed clothes pictures from me. Uh, also, you can get a handwritten letter from me when you sign up and a T-shirt as well. A t-shirt as well. The latest Trevor Olson merchandise. And then, not only that, but you and I can also have opportunities to Skype together. I've Skyped with a good number of the patrons who have signed up at the tiers that offer that option. And uh, it's one of my favorite things. It's one of their favorite things. Everyone who is signing up is loving everything they're getting. Uh, a lot of people... Start off at $5 and then upgrade to the 10 and 20 because uh, of how much they enjoy it, which is really, really great. I'm very proud of that fact. And so if you guys are looking to get a little extra fun, a little, little extra, a little extra excitement in your life, a little something to lift you up, a little positivity, something to make you think, something to brighten up your day, head over to patreon.com slash Trevor Olson. You're not going to regret it. Nobody's regretting it. All right. Everybody's loving it. Everybody's loving it. That's patreon.com slash Trevor Olson. Just go download the app, type my name in in the Find the Creators Man section, and you will find me, and you can sign up for as little as $5 a month. Uh, Do it now or die. Do it now or die. All right, great. Thank you very much. Uh, Let's keep moving. I'm going to sneeze. Okay. Corona! My niece always does that. <laughs> the slightest, at the slightest thought, or the slight, if someone sneezes or, I don't know, farts. Corona! <laughs> the, this is the littlest thing. I remember when the coronavirus was first coming about, when it was making its debut in America. You're like the Beatles coming to America. <laughs> Coronavirus's debut has been record shattering. Shattering? Shat. I just shat my pants. Record shattering. And <laughs> record shat. We had a record shat here today. Two pounder. That's disgusting. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. I remember when uh, coronavirus just started being talked about. It had to have been. Um, February or March. It was. It was just coming. It was just getting. It was like I said. It was making its debut. It was just starting to go on the the, uh, the global tour, and I was like introduced to it from a little kid. I was at the Y. Uh, I was at Tex Martial Arts, and uh, he he was my old Taekwondo teacher. One of the best dudes I know. Um, one of the best people I know. I, I credit him. And his and his his him and his his other his other partners, um, with instilling in me a a the idea of self discipline at a really young age. I also attribute that to my parents who worked. I've always just seen my parents working really hard their whole lives, and it's like, oh, I just you gotta work. That's what like you gotta work. There's nothing wrong with work. I'd rather work all day than be fucking lazy. But depends on your temperament. Are you high in conscientiousness? Are you low in neuroticism, extroversion? Like, there's all sorts of things that are way outside of my wheelhouse um, in explaining it to you in an intellectual manner. And so, 
Um, but I remember I was at a kickboxing class and I was just, we were about to go in and there's this girl, she was like five or six or seven, very young. And like the sweetest little voice, she's like, yeah, we're, our classes are going to be stopping because of the coronavirus. And I was like, well, the what virus? The beer? No, not the beer. It's my dad likes that beer, but no, the, the virus. What virus? Started screaming at her. What are you shaking her? No, I had heard of it, but it was like I said, it was in the very beginning. And so, uh, but I just remember that. I was like, this little girl knows more about, and then she was young. I guess at five, six, seven. I was like, this little girl knows more about the coronavirus than I do. At that point, I wasn't, no one was taking it seriously because we didn't know what it was. And there was no shutdown yet. We still had our rights. Remember that? Remember when we could hang out, <laughs> go to restaurants and see each other? That was fun. Didn't think that would be taken away. Oh, it had to be. Did it? Um, <laughs> so I just, I, yeah, I just remember thinking about that. I, I really, 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 really want to get back into uh, kickboxing. Like, I really miss it. I, I want to go buy one of those... Uh, those little, like the it's like a punching bag, but it's 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 called a bob, b o b bob, and uh, it's like it's a human punching bag. I mean, it's it's a punching bag that looks like a person, and uh, I just want one of those because there's none at Anytime Fitness where I go, and uh, my Taekwondo kickboxing class is still shut down as far as I'm aware because because of COVID, and so I haven't been able to like punch anything in quite a few months and i think punching the shit out of some stuff would do me some good i think so i I think it would really like i get a lot of frustration out of working out like i get uh did i say that right i get all uh, almost all my frustration out from working out there we go like i get all my aggression out all my stress all my thought worries and anxieties like it goes into my it's fuel for my workouts and so I get a lot of that out, but there's something about fucking just going after a bag where you can let all that steam, like you can just burn off all that steam and you can really hammer, hammer all that stress out of you and all that, all those extra worries and thoughts. It's like, you'll, you're going to feel way better after you do that. Your problems are going to, they're going to, it's going to be completely, you're going to see them from a completely different perspective. You're going to see things from different angles. You're going to see things in a new light. Because if you give me just one night, you're going to see me in a new light. That's a good one. Yeah, if you give me just one night to meet you underneath the moonlight. Oh, I want to take two. I want to break through. New Light by John Mayer a good song but I didn't see him I didn't see that song blowing up the way it did it's got like 400 million streams more than any of his other tracks which are really surprising anyway when you can beat the shit out of something in a healthy manner and not hurt anybody along the way like you gotta find ways to to release your aggression to I talked about this in my Monday morning newsletter um 
the Monday morning message, which if you're interested in signing up, uh, just go to my website, trevorolson.com, and it's at the very bottom. And I send out a once-weekly, succinct sort of something something for that I need to – something that I'm thinking of and, and, and thinking of, basically. And – uh, yeah, yeah. So if you're interested in that, everyone everyone digs that. And so I, last week I talked about uh, integrating your shadow, and uh, this really was. You know what? I'm gonna pull it up because today's episode is a bit more serious, and we're, we're talking about love and uh, all sorts of fun things. And so here we go. And and this way you guys can get a taste of what it was. Uh, if you've already read it, fucking relax. Okay, um, deal with it. Here we go. Integrate your shadow. I'll try to blast through it because it's not very long. But uh, here we go. So this is this is like this is. I'm gonna read it to you because I get a lot of I integrate my shadow through fitness. If that's kind of a decent way to say it, sort of. It should your your shadow self should be integrated into your personality in general. And so I guess I guess maybe I I just get out a lot of aggression. I I channel my aggression and that sort of darker side of me into my workouts. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay, here's here's the Monday morning message newsletter for those of you who are not signed up. Hello friends. A new idea was introduced to me at the beginning of this year, a foreign concept, or at least hearing it articulated the way that it was made it seem foreign. I dug a bit deeper to find out what was underneath the surface, but by no means am I an expert in what I'm going to share with you. However, I feel as though I can still hold my own and express it to you in a kind of sort of intellectual manner. The idea, integrate your shadow into your personality. I know what you're thinking. Integrate your shadow. What the hell does that mean, Trevor? Glad you asked. Integrating your shadow means integrating your aggression, your sexual demand, your proclivity to do horrible things, things that all human beings are capable of, by the way, and other other dark aspects of yourself into your personality in a healthy and useful manner manner shadow integration is similar to assertiveness training a type of training that tends to be useful for people who are high in agreeableness jordan peterson said it nicely it's training in how to stand up for yourself for your better self the self that you could use productively over a medium slash long period of time that would be of use to you and other people around you A lot of people feel that anger, aggression, and sexual demand are bad or immoral. I don't think this is the correct way to be looking at them. These parts of us are part of being human. We all have a darkness in us, and recognizing and understanding that darkness can help us keep an eye on it. It's people who have no control or understanding of their shadow, who may may find themselves suddenly, suddenly acting out destructive fantasies or the exact opposite, completing... Uh, completely harmless and naive. Oh, did I say that right? Or the exact opposite, completely harmless and naive to the world. Now, I have to stress this again because I am no expert. I'm not saying to act out these dark impulses. This was like my fucking disclaimer. <laughs> Not saying to act out these impulses. By no means. I'm saying that it's useful to have an understanding of them. I'm saying you have to get in touch with the depths of your anger so that you're in control of it, not the other way around. It's people who are in touch with this side of themselves who consciously choose not to act out these parts of themselves who are noble. So again, don't be a crazy person and blame Trevor. Thanks. 
Now, how do we start the process of integration? The best place is to begin by consulting your resentment. When you are resentful, it either means that you need to grow the hell up or that you have something to do or say. Determining how much of this may be immaturity and how much of it may be something that you feel isn't finished is something that you have to ask yourself honestly. Writing down your thoughts so that you can form a coherent narrative may be useful. And of course, speaking with a therapist has undeniable benefits as well. So these steps alone, consulting your resentment, determining if you are being immature or leaving something undone, writing out your thoughts, and speaking with someone in a professional capacity can lead to you having a more integrated personality. And lastly, and this is the point that I was getting to, lastly, I'd like to share one other idea with you how I personally deal with parts of my shadow. Most of you probably know that I am a gym addict. I'm, con I'm a consistent seven years in and can't get enough. I fuel my training with a lot of rage, anger, and aggression. I'm able to experience it, express it, and use it in a useful and healthy manner. This has helped me more than I can articulate, and I simply wanted to share that fact with you. If you're stressed, angry, bitter, resentful, furious, go train like a demon, and I promise you'll feel better. There will still be work to do, but at least you'll have a clearer headspace to work with. So integrate your shadow. Don't be naive and harmless. Stand up for yourself and take responsibility for your life and your actions. Understand there's a darkness inside of you, and it's important to get in touch with that darkness integrate it into your personality and have control over it. Boom. And so that that's an idea of, of the Monday morning message. Um, and so it's always just something to think about, something, something, something to ponder over for the week. Oh God, I just need to go to the chiropractor. And, but I just wanted to share that with you guys because like, that's, that's, that's one way that I, experience and get completely i i allow my anger and rage to exist my frustrations to exist i don't run from them a lot of people run from negative emotions i just talked about this today how we we can, we, sh we shouldn't deny our negative emotions because or i talked about it yesterday rather we shouldn't deny our negative emotions because if we deny them we they're just going to stay there they're going to linger. We're not going to grow from them. We're not going to work through them. They're just going to be there like a fucking pile of paperwork we left unfinished. So don't deny your negative emotions. Don't run from things that make you feel bad. It's typical that things that are actually making you feel bad in the moment are going to probably be the most beneficial for you. It's like it's it's hard to it's hard In the moment, it's hard to know if something is good or bad. And what do I mean by that? It's like pleasure, you would think, is good, right? And so if you're pursuing a hedonist lifestyle or hedonistic lifestyle where your main pursuit in life and your main purpose is, is the pursuit of pleasure, you know, ask any drug addict how that went. You know, ask any sex addict how that went, how that worked out for him. Ask any, uh, you know, gluttonous person how their pursuit of pleasure worked out for them. It 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 doesn't work out good. Pleasure's not bad, but if it's your if it's your main objective in life, it's not it's not good. And so, and then it's like, so it's like. 
pleasure is associated with good, and we're fucking bombarded with with pleasure, like pers- the pursuit of pleasure in, in in America. It's like buy this and be feel better, do this and feel sexier, fuck this and you'll be good, uh, you'll matter. Um, and then it, it's like say. You, you you start a business that you've been like putting off that's something that you've been really wanting to do and you're passionate about it and it's like you work at it for years and you fucking struggle and you get angry and you cry and you have doubts and you and you you want to quit and you feel like a failure and a loser and you feel all these horrible things but at the end of the day as long as you keep moving forward and you push through you're going to feel so much reward when you come out the other end and look back and go, shit, you know what? I made it through that fucking nightmare of a beginning and I'm here now and things are better. And it's like I went you, – you go through all this horrible shit, all these, all these frustrated – all these frustrating things, all these difficult moments which in the moment feel bad – and so you would uh, you would assume that well if it feels bad it must be bad if it feels good it must be good, but it's like it's not which is it's a great lesson to learn that adversity and challenges and difficult fucking tasks as challenging as they may feel in the moment and as and as um, you know if they seem like impossible obstacles to overcome in the moment when you do overcome them. It's like that's 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 what it's about. It's not about the pursuit of pleasure all the time. I know a man who his main pursuit in life is to party. Like he's 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 very lost. He's very lost. And it was really really it's really sad to see him. Like he's in his 60s. Um He's just a he's a person I know through a friend, and um, he's in his yeah he's just in, he's in his sixties and it's like he's just trying to fucking party and and he wants to hang out with young girls and and he's just doing all this stupid shit that it's like dude shouldn't you have learned thirty years ago that there's more meaningful things in life that will sustain you? Um, so it was just sad to see him. Now I don't know his life, and I don't know his. Pers- I don't know him. I do know him, but I don't know him the way he knows himself. And so I'm not judging this person, because um, he's a good person. But I think it's pretty clear to see that the pursuit of pleasure is not what ultimately leads us to have meaning in life. It's clear that that's not the case. It's clear that that's not the case. It's not even like an argument. Life is not about pleasure and being happy. That's a great lesson to learn, by the way. Life's not about being happy. Happiness isn't like the greatest virtue. It's great to be happy. It's But like having purpose, having a conviction of purpose is much more meaningful than just pursuing happy happiness. And whenever you're not happy, you're going to feel like shit. Because if that's like the level you're trying to attain, like your perpetual guide for happy, what am I fuck am I saying? If that's what you, if that's what you're trying to hit all the time, every day. If you're here, happiness is here, and you're here, you're gonna be like, fuck, today was a failure, because I didn't, I didn't get to here. I was here, and so if if you stop trying to make happiness your ultimate goal, 
and focus more so on like meaning and purpose, um, like that's so much more meaningful and valuable than just being happy. Like I said, there's nothing wrong with being happy. I'm a happy guy. I am. I'm a happy dude. And it's because I have meaning and purpose that I feel happy and I let all my frustrations out in the gym and I take care of myself and I eat as relatively healthy as I can. And I do all these other things um, on a biological level and an emotional and spiritual level to feel good. Um, but ultimately, it's, it's, it's the challenge of continuing to do all these things that makes me feel good. And so well, this was a very deep episode today folks. Uh, I enjoyed it. I hope you did as well. I can't believe we're an hour in just like that. Uh, I want to thank you all for listening. I hope I hope you guys enjoyed this one as much as I did. A bit more introspective thinking episode today, which I enjoyed. Uh, I enjoyed having this, this conversation with you guys. And so uh, I hope you guys all have a fantastic day. Again, I'd, I'd like you to reach out. Find me. Uh, if you'd like to reach out to the show, I'd like you to. The Trevor Olson Show at gmail.com. That's the Trevor Olson Show at gmail.com. Send me your questions, your comments, your concerns, your needs. To the Trevor Olson Show at gmail.com. That's like the like the like Trevor Olson like show, man. Dot com Gmail. Uh, the Trevor Olson Show at gmail.com. And again, if you enjoy this episode and you guys want to hear a little more, you want a little something more from, from Uncle Trevor. What do you want from me? Sign up on Patreon at patreon.com slash Trevor Olson. Gain access to the Saturday bonus Patreon edition episodes. Gain access to all the past ones, all the future ones for as little as $5 a month, guys. $5 a month. Even fucking broke college students, part-time workers can afford $5 a month. That's why I made it like that. And so uh, sign up today. Get a little, 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 get a little extra fun uh, out of your week, and uh, like I said, you can get uh, the daily inspirational me- messages, early access to my music, uh, autographed pictures with clothes on, uh, <laughs> uh, handwritten letters, t-shirts, and opportunities to Skype with me, and uh, top priority at live events as well, when the country opens up and we're allowed to have live events. And so I hope you guys all have a fantastic day. Thank you so much for listening. Again, head over to patreon.com slash Trevor Olson. Sign up for as little as $5 a month. A lot of people are signing up. Uh, A lot of people upgrade along the way because of how much they dig it. Everyone's loving it. I know you'll love it too. And so uh, I'm always going to try my hardest to deliver the best content that I can for you guys. And uh, this podcast rings true for me. And uh, and so does the music that's coming out as well. So I hope you guys all have a fantastic day. Thank you so much for listening. Take care of yourselves, and I will see every all of you. I'll see all of you Saturday.